Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. So well. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I forgot all about that. Welcome along. Uh, I think we're going to put this episode out for everyone on Sunday evening because we've got mm. some updates from Earth Tournament. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I don't really have an insight into this, so I'll hand over to you, Sam. What's been happening? We're doing Earth Tournament before the Women's World Cup, are we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, Go on. <laughs> that's fine by me. Uh, so, yesterday, the big one, England's second round clash against Uruguay, yep. who were no mugs. We'd got through a very testing match against the Philippines yep. with a creditable one-all draw. We had a whole week of rest and training mm-hmm. um, building up to this game. There was obviously concern that the players might, you know, you kind of, it takes the edge off, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Too much time sitting around. But no, uh, the players came out. Um, the uh, Jeffrey Skate picked a very, very strong team. Uh, could um, you explain the formation as well? Because that, I found that very confusing when I saw the tweet with the formation in it. Right, so he went for a formation not unlike, funny enough, the Philippines formation in the previous match. It wasn't exactly the same, but it was similar. Right. And it's a trend that I've spotted in yeah. this tournament. In fact, if there is a rival podcast somewhere within the Leniverse that's more like the sort of Guardian football podcast yeah. where you have people who are really into tactics and formations... Sure there is. yeah. Right, and there'll be someone who's like the journalist Jonathan Wilson now, and he'll uh, be going, so, Jonathan, um, what trends have you noticed in the Earth Tournament? Well, it's been interesting. There's been a move towards this um, very uh, compact 2-2-3-1-2 formation, (laughs) and they'll be fucking wanking on about that for half an hour, so I won't bore the (laughs) listeners with it. He kept most of the same team, but he rearranged them. So the way it works is Reddy's in goal, and then he's got two centre-backs, mm. and then in fr- no full-backs, but in front of those two centre-backs, like another two centre-backs. Right. Sort of slash Jesus. central mid- defensive midfielders. So the, f- the flanks are wide open, but he does have wing-backs, but they're extremely advanced. Right. And what he did was he made one change from the, from the Philippines team in that he dropped Refro mm-hmm. and he brought in a player called Bobby Jassy. And Bobby Jassy had frightening pace. Ooh. And so, obviously, Skate had spotted some sort of weakness down the left flank. And is, is he like one of the two right wide players? Their left flank. Is he one of the wide players? So, so he, he obviously Smith, the skipper, was playing down the left as always, and he brought in Jassy to play down the right. Yeah. Um, then he played U, uh, Ulick just behind, of course, the two stars, Michael Fresh 
and Spencer, Spencer Whitehouse. Whitehouse. Yep. So it was uh, people before the game were saying, "Jesus, that is a bold selection. He's put his balls on the table here. It could backfire." Yeah, totally. Um, and so people were very, very nervous, but it didn't backfire. It was a fairly straightforward win for England. The game ended three nil. Um, there was a worldie by Michael Fresh, who I really feel, Andy, I don't know about you, he's really grown into this tournament, yeah. hasn't he? He's been the standout England player for me. I know I know Whitehouse scored 15 against Kenya. but Yeah, you know, but you weren't uh, convinced by that. You know, uh, and as I said, any cunt can score 15 against Kenya. Fresh mm. has been the one that's been there uh, when the goings got tough. He's, he's dug out the goals when we've needed them. And he scored that really important goal against Philippines, the exactly. equaliser in, I think, the 88. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got nothing against and, Spencer Whitehouse, don't get me wrong. But I, Well, I think Spencer Whitehouse t- was taking all of the ho- plaudits in the headlines. Spencer Whitehouse was the one with all of the commercial endorsements. Yeah. Everyone wants a piece of Whitehouse, and he was the big star. And Michael Fresh just carried on doing what he was doing. Yeah. He was happy. He was happy to be in the shadow of Spencer Whitehouse because it meant it took the pressure off. Yeah. And he has been the one popping up. So anyway, he scored a worldie in just the third minute, which was a dream start for Jeffrey did, Skate's did, team. Did, hang on, did a minute ago there, did you just say it finished 3-0 to England? It finished 3-0 to England, yeah. That's not what I'm looking at on here on yesterday's tweet. Oh, hang on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the wrong tweet. Are you looking it was three are you nil at half about time. yet another alternate universe? No, 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 no. I was looking at the wrong tweet. I was looking at the wrong tweet. So after 41 minutes, I tweeted that. Sorry, I'm looking at our Twitter feed. I tweeted out after 41 minutes. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Fresh had put us 1-0 up with a worldie. On the 21st minute, White House had added to it. And then in the 41st minute, uh, Michael Fresh had scored another. So it was 3-0 so at half-time. At half-time right, okay. Forgive me. Second half. Smith adds another couple of goals yeah. and Smith's had an extremely solid tournament, hasn't he? he? With that, he's really sort of proved to all the doubters that Skate was right to hand yeah. him the armband. And again, talk- Whitehouse has got a goal. Yeah, he's got a goal, but, you know, just one. Mate, you're very harsh on Whitehouse. Whitehouse led the line in this game very well. It's not just about goals. He's leading the line. Okay. He's holding up play. He's getting the little flick-ons that are benefiting people like Smith and yeah. Fresh, right? And they'll be the first to tell you. Anyway, um, Smith added a couple more. Uruguay scored a late consolation. The game ended 5-2. It was a pretty straightforward win after that week of pressure. Yeah, I've got one other score, but then I've got some more behind-the-scenes gossip right. that I've caught up with. Okay. Interesting. So the other score is from today, and it, it it was the Philippines, who of course are the champion of champions, mm-hmm. 22 times winners, uh, certainly amongst the, the top favourites for this tournament. Yep. Uh, proved really formidable opposition against England in the group stage. England, um, with the way that the tournament works, were on course to meet them again in the knockout rounds yep. if they'd won today. They had to take on Argentina. It was one all at full time. Yep. Philippines had gone one in up. Argentina had equalised. It went to penalties. Penalties went to sudden death. <sighs> sudden death went through the whole teams practically twice. Whoa! Before, what? B- before... <laughs> Yeah, before I, it was going on at like, it was still going on at like practically six o'clock. Jesus. Right? And bear in mind, it kicked off at two. <laughs> anyway, 
Argentina. Argentina won. Oh. And that's a big shock. The Philippines are out. It's a huge shock. No one saw it coming. That's the first very big. As someone wrote on Twitter, it sent shockwaves through the Leniverse. Yeah. So, exciting. More fixtures to come over the coming days. Uh, so I did a bit of we, digging. Do we know on... who England are going to play in the next round then? Yet or not? They're going to play Argentina. It's Argentina. It's oh. England, Argentina. Which in our universe, of course, is the old an old enemy. But in the Leniverse, you'll remember the Falklands War yep. never took place. There are no wars in the Leniverse. Wipe the Falklands War from the record. Yeah. Wipe also Hitler and Stalin. Forget all of that. Um, not sure about Pol Pot or Mussolini. Maybe you can sit um, him down, Franco. sit him down, and I'll go through che- all of those individually and get, get answers yeah, for them. I'll check so, those so, out. So, and England, Argentina, of course, if I'm right in thinking, that would be for a place in the final group. The group yes, of I glory. think that takes us. That takes yeah. us into the final group, which is what decides the winner. Ooh. So that's exciting. Um, anyway, because there was this long week off, which we found peculiar, but that's the Leniverse. It's got its own rules. I was asking about the England compound because last course, week we yeah. were discussing, weren't we, about what was going on in the compound, yep. if there was a press area, if journalists had access and so on. So I was chatting to Len about the fact that, the um, you know, it had been a long week. And I said, where have the England players been staying? Hmm. Do they stay in a hotel? Do they have maybe, you know, um, a resort of villas that they book out? He said, no. They camp. Really? Right? They're all camping. Intense. Intense. And I said... At standard tents or got a glamping luxury tent? Well, standard. Really? Two men to a tent. Blimey. Apart, there's 23 men in this squad. Yeah. Two men to every tent. There's a two-man tent with Jeffrey Skate and Monty Morse in. Of course, yeah. Right, which makes me think very much of Morecambe and Wise, <laughs> right? Both of them in bed reading their book in their striped yeah, pajamas, yeah. right? The only person on the whole setup who gets his own tent mm-hmm. is Smith because he's the captain. Ah, oh, of course. So pros captain and, gets a tent to himself. I can even tell that, you, you know, pros and cons huh? because would Smith not get lonely? Well, yeah, I did think that myself. Now, White House, right? This is the good bit. I mean, I can tell you, I said. Does everyone camp at the other tournament? He said, I don't know what the other teams are doing, but England camp. <laughs> I don't right? care what the other teams are doing. Which is which is great as well, because it's like Jeffrey Skate is like Jeffrey Skate and Monty Moores, they're Mavericks, aren't they? Yeah. It's like Cluffy and Taylor. Exactly, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's exactly the sort of thing they do because I I like to think that all the other teams, like the big rivals like the Philippines, are staying in luxury hotels yeah. all across Mexico, because Mexico's got loads of luxury hotels, right? But Jeffrey Skate's just gone, fuck that. Yeah. We're camping. I've got a job lot of fucking... I've been up to Black's or the Cotswold <laughs> Camping Company and I've got us a fucking job lot of two-man tents, mm-hmm. right? Plus a one for Smithy because yeah. he's the skipper, right? And I said, where do they eat? Do they cook for themselves or what? He said, there is a canteen on site right. at the campsite. It serves basic food. They eat there every night. <laughs> <laughs> right if England anyway, can win Earth Tournament on rations of what? basic food uh, yeah. this will be the greatest thing of all time they don't move either like you would I thought because Mexico's quite big and they've played a game in La Paz they've played one in Mexico City there was another location I can't remember 
And I said, do they take their tents with them yeah. to a game so and then stay in different locations? No, they always fly back right. to the camp, to the camp central campsite location. Okay, we're not done yet. Good. This is something you're going to like, right? <laughs> this is something you're going to like I'm liking all of it. I asked who Spencer Whitehouse shared with. Mm. I was told he shared with S. McRail, right? <laughs> You'll know S. McRail. He's one of England's defenders. I can't remember who he plays for, right? So he shares with S. McRail. Yeah. I said, what are they all like in these tents? It's weird. Is it like when you and your mates do sleepovers? He said, some of them do muck around quite a lot. <laughs> I said, like how? Muck around. He said, there's a lot of pranking goes on, right? <laughs> So I obviously said, can you give me an example? And he said, right, that last week, the night before the big Philippines game, right, Monty Moores got a massive life-size picture of a bear, right? He, he printed out a life-size picture of a bear. I don't know where he got the printing, maybe the, the office at the campsite has it, right? He cut it out, right? And he stuck it to the outside of Spencer Whitehouse and S. McRail's tent, right? So all they could see was a silhouette. I think he might have shone a torch on it. And then Monty Moore had recorded himself doing a really loud roaring sound like that of a bear. Right? Spencer Whitehouse and S. McRail. This is the night before the game. And remember, for people who aren't regular listeners... Right, Monty Moores is the assistant manager, yeah. right? They leapt out of the bed, they ran out of the campsite, and they hid in a bush for the whole night. And that was on the verge of the Philippines game, right? Yeah. They eventually were convinced to come back onto the campsite and sleep in their tent because they were told that the bear had gone away. But they didn't get hardly any sleep all week because they were convinced the bear was going to come back. And it was only yesterday... On the uh, day before yesterday, on the verge of the Uruguay game, right, that they that Monty Moore's fessed up and said there was no bear all along because they had been nervous wrecks all week, right? And I said, so Monty Moore's is very much the joker in the pack. And he was like, oh, yeah, big time. So I think Monty Moore's is one of those assistant managers who likes to keep morale and spirits Monty, up. Monty Do you know Moore's what I mean? is the Steve Harrison to, well, to exactly. Jeffrey Skid's Graham Taylor. And yes. if, if at some point he doesn't shit off a wardrobe into a cup, then, you know... <laughs> we'll be disappointed. We'll be sorely disappointed, yeah. yeah. Exactly what he is. So that is my update from the air tournament. I'm delighted, and I'm as you know, I texted you earlier to give you a heads up that I had some big off-the-pitch yeah. news about England's living arrangements in Mexico. And I, I mean, I'll, I'll con- what can I say? I, I will continue to do digging about what they're all up to. I, I sincerely hope that this doesn't come back and bite us on the arse later in the tournament. First of all, there's the basic food rations. Secondly, mm. there's the sleepless no, he, nights. He, it's not basic food as in, like, um, I don't think they, and beans. they've got rations. It's like, basically, it's the sort of food that Len likes. Oh, right. what, it, what he means is it's nothing fancy. It's like chips, beans, yeah. pizza, sausage. But even so... Even so, you know, that's not conducive it's not that nutritious, to is it? athletic success. That plus the sleepless no. nights. I just hope it doesn't, you know, creep up on us towards the end of the tournament. He said, uh, actually, I did say, I said, does Jeffrey Skate mind about them being healthy? And Len went, nah, he's not really bothered about that. <laughs> so who knows what they're up to? God. I mean, from my experience of camping away with the lads, you've usually got 
um, loads of boxes of those mini French beers that you drink while they're quite warm. Yeah. And they just go to foam in your mouth. Yeah. And you drink a well. lot of those, don't you? Maybe smoke some French fags. I don't know. I know they're in Mexico, not France, but I'm just talking from my own experience of camping. Quite hot in Mexico as well, so that beer is going to go warm really quickly. Yeah. Maybe oh. they like the old uh, bottle of soul with a lime in the neck. Maybe they do. Mm. Well, we'll find anyway. out, won't we? So yeah. we've got more fixtures coming up. There's, there's Monday, there's two matches, is that right? And then there's a couple of days yeah. off before the rest. Yeah, I'll just uh, open up the fixture schedule here. Yeah, so we've got South Korea, China tomorrow. China are good. They're like, now, if you look at England, have got a path to glory. One of the big obstacles in their path at some point could be China if they get past South Korea because they've got the player who previously, Leonard said, was the player of the tournament, Hai Yun Mm. of Nihao Beijing. Yeah. But... I don't know. I think Michael Fresh is starting to emerge almost He's as player of the tournament. Definitely get my vote, yeah. Uh, and also tomorrow we've got India Morocco. Very exotic fixture that one, yeah, isn't it? Definitely. Imagine that. Imagine the wonderful smells coming from the you know like of incense and so forth. <laughs> and um, and uh, racist. And then we've got <laughs> no games Tuesday, Wednesday. Inexplicably. Bizarrely, another break. And then Ukraine and Indonesia play on Thursday. Massive game. It is. Ukraine, of course, are the favourites and yeah. the reigning champs. Indonesia. And in- Indonesia's Indonesia. Tails will be up because Philippines are out. Their deadly, deadly rivals, rivals are out. Yeah. yeah. And then next Friday, Peru, Tunisia. I have to tell you something. I'll just double check my diary. I've just remembered this. I was going to send you a photo of it in the week. But I, you know, have the my diary on my laptop. Mm. And um, I was just looking through it. As you know, I've got busy schedule. Of course, busy man, yeah. And I'm I'm looking through my busy schedule a few pies. weeks in advance because yeah. I like to get, adva- you know, make sure in advance things are going well. And I'm flicking through and I'm looking into August when I'm going to be on holiday, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm looking through working out the days that I'm going to be on holiday and blah, blah, blah. And when I get into August, let's find it here. <laughs> I can't find it now, right? I can't remember what day it is, but Len's been in on my calendar <laughs> and he's and he's inserted Earth Tournament final. What? And I went, August? Mate, this is mid-August. And he just was like, yeah. And I said, but it doesn't work out with the games. And he said, it does because there's lots of breaks. Oh, Jesus. So this is going to drag on and on. And is, is there a final? Do the top two in that group of three... Play in a final. Only if only if they can't be separated right. on points. Okay. Will they play again? August. Fuck me. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna have like literally fortnight breaks. And imagine if England get to this final stage, the amount of time they're gonna spend on that fucking campsite. Oh god. They're gonna be missing their families. There's no privacy. There's nowhere where you can just go, I'm gonna go and chill out. Yeah. Right? Because you can't do that on a campsite. You can't go and have a nap they're in the day really. Crazy. It's too noisy. Um, I don't know. I'll ask about whether it's sort of camps like that as ping pong, maybe a volleyball court. Some of them have that, don't they? Some even have a pool. I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check this, that out because that would make a difference. Surely this is going to impinge on the beginning of the domestic season if it's going up in August. I don't know. I will check, but I suspect. You need to clarify this. I suspect because Len told me a, te- a league had started last week. I can't remember what league it was. I think it might have been the French league. And I said, but what about the players? <laughs> who are competing in the air tournament, he goes, bad luck. Oh, I don't know what that meant. Oh, oh, oh. Don't know what that meant. 
He's the set blatter of our time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's just... <laughs> they just play by their own rules in the Leninverse. That's all I can say. Well, that's good. It's all, so, it's all, anyway, good. That, it's all good. We those are wait. the high points. We can wait. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Jalapeño. Um, mm. Yeah, we, we were going to mention the the England women's match from earlier on as well, mm. which was spectacularly entertaining. It was madness from start to finish. Um, Cameroon team, they, they've they, surely they hold a place in the hearts of football fans <laughs> everywhere after a, an outstanding <laughs> display of shithousery from beginning to end. Um, by the <laughs> by, by the end of the match, the referee who was who was was spineless throughout. Not, yeah. not enough yellow, yellow cards. Uh, she was terrified of them. She was literally she was. terrified of antagonising them. So she didn't give England a penalty they should have had after a VAR. And she didn't give Cameroon a red card that they should have had right at the end. In the 99th minute, I think it was. The, the ref just had no control. She just... the, the ref was to blame. And really, the Cameroonians <laughs> were practising shithousery. That's true. Yeah. But, I mean, they were they had good reason to be. It, it, you know... The VAR, it wasn't just that she kept going to VAR. It, the VAR was taking so long. Yeah. But the VAR they were was getting right, it wrong. They, they were getting the right decisions. Yeah, it wasn't VAR for that first goal for the free kick, was it? The no, ref just that spotted was just that. Pass. And then the second one did look offside. So VAR was good there yeah. because it looked offside until you saw it. Yeah. And then it wasn't. And then they complained about that and they almost downed tools after that one. I thought it, they were going to fuck off. Yeah, I thought they were going to come in second half. I, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. But it's always nice to see. I was rubbing my hands thinking they were going to do that. When the team's just like, fuck this, I'm going. Jonathan Pearce was getting increasingly irate and self-righteous. Yeah, of course. Absolute waste of time. What a waste of time. (laughs) He he got really golf club about it. Phil Neville's done a a Neville-esque interview at the end where he was livid. And the, you yeah. said, did you have any I sympathy? I can't believe it, but these players, to turn up here, <laughs> right, and show that kind of attitude, it's absolutely disgraceful. That was it. It's like, this is made shown all around the world. There's, there's young girls playing football, wanting to get on in the game, watching this, and this is now it's supposed to be. It's disgusting. I tell you what, five minutes ago, I hadn't even heard of Cameroon. <laughs> now suddenly, they're scraping the studs down the shins of my players. <laughs> the interviewer said, uh, did you have any sympathy for them after the VAR decisions? He went, no. None, none at all. <laughs> Good, yeah. Well, you shouldn't really have, no, you ever shouldn't. have sympathy for your opponent. Bad behaviour shouldn't be shouldn't be rewarded. But it was fucking well, great to watch. Well done, England. They're through three 0 Yeah, 
and um, a highly entertaining game. Best bit of many great bits. <laughs> I just loved seeing the wall lined up on the goal line <laughs> for the first goal because yeah. it's just something you don't see that often. When they first introduced this idea of back passes being punishable by um, an indirect free yeah. kick, right? I thought we were going to see it all the time and it was yeah, going to be such so. great fun and teams would just work out all these like sort of really fancy set pieces to try and smash it in. I remember Shearer doing it for England. Uh, I think it was Shearer. It was in Shearer Sheringham era. Yeah. And we had one in international quite early on after rules introduced and he smashed it into the roof of the net and it was great. And I thought we were going to see that all the time, but you never see it because the teams just got used very quickly yeah. to the no back pass rule. But we saw it today in all its glory. Practically the whole Cameroon team lined up on the goal line. Yep. It was a lovely sight. And, and then running out on the whistle before the kick had been taken as well. Running backwards yeah. and forwards. The, complete the goalie just went mad. Inability to stand on the line. And that was where the referee lost control. That was where she lost control because uh, she, they weren't going to stand on the line. And she wasn't getting any yellers out, which she should have done. But that yeah. set the tone. And it, it was glorious. Loved it. So, I've got a couple of bits to uh, fill people in on. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot to say last week, I, I met a cunter in the wild. Right. Yeah. Um, I was in the canteen at yeah. um, a workplace that I sometimes okay. work at. And um, uh, I was having lunch with a few colleagues and a fella came up to me. Don't know his name. If he's listening, he'll have to identify himself to me. He was wearing a, a pink polo shirt. Right. And he leant in while me and my mates were chatting. <laughs> and he just, he leant in and he just winked and he went, I'm filing. <laughs> and I went, nice one. And then he, he casually and confidently strolled away. <laughs> and he, he, he turned back once yeah. and tapped the side of his nose with another wink and then carried on walking and brilliantly two of the people I one of the people I was with is a canter right. and and knew the reference the other two people have got no idea about anything to do with top like time machine they were like what the fuck was that about and I said can't talk about it and the, so if you many know, thanks if you know you know if basically. you know you know if you don't fuck off yeah so that's good I love um, a canter in the wild stories um so my my um, niece's boyfriend, who's the one who went to that dingo island in oh, Australia, yeah. Yeah. and they said, if you see a dingo, just grab a stick and use it. Yeah. He's, I was talking to him today, now he is a, he went to a very advanced level of competitive swimming. He came close to like Olympic trials and stuff like that. He's an accomplished swinger, swimmer and he did it all the way through his childhood and, and adolescence and he's still very good now. Yeah. And when he went to university where he met my niece, he worked down in Canterbury. He got a job as a swimming instructor, right? right? Qualified swimming instructor. His dad, uh, who is a very large man from Hull, yeah. right, is uh, can't swim. <laughs> So I was winding him up saying that I thought there was animosity between father and son because <laughs> dad couldn't swim at all, which is always a source of anxiety and insecurity in any adult, right? It's like my dad can't swim either. Yeah. He can defend himself in court, can't swim. And perhaps that's, so he, what, perhaps that's at the heart of why he chooses to defend himself in court because I of think, that. Yes, I think that, you're definitely that insecurity onto insecurity through not being able to swim. Yeah. yeah. I think He's a lot of my... For it, isn't he? I think a lot of my dad's anger <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, what's the word pomposity yeah it derives from the fact that he knows he can't fucking swim yeah, he knows totally. look mate you can say whatever you want about yourself you can give it the big one but you and I both know that if we're in a boat and it fucking goes over in a storm mm. you're a dead man <laughs> yeah I've got a chance right anyway Liam might you know he's in the same situation but it's worse for his dad because his dad can't swim a stroke mm. And his son has rubbed salt into the wound by not only swimming, but being one of the best swimmers in the country. Jesus. An amazing swimmer, right? Anyway, they live up in Newcastle, right? He's a Geordie. She goes out of a Geordie, fine, right? And um, he's gone to university in Kent, and he's got a job as a swimming instructor, like I say. Mm. And his mum and dad haven't been down to visit him yet in his first year at university. It's obviously an extremely long way from Newcastle all the way down to the Kent coast. And one day he comes out and he has to do a certain amount of one-on-one lessons. Right. And he comes out and his manager says to him, your next class is up there. It's It's a new guy. And he looks up the other end of the pool and he just sees this, what he described as a massive unit emerging, <laughs> right, in a white polo shirt, some swimming shorts and long flowing blonde curly hair, <laughs> like platinum blonde, right? And he thought, fucking hell, I hope that's not my client yeah and i went which one is it boss and he went that one the fella with the hair <laughs> so he said i the walked outside the pool thinking <laughs> fucking hell because usually it's only kids right and he thought fucking hell i can't believe it i'm gonna have to teach this old bastard look at the size of him he won't be able to fucking swim anyway he's too fat da, da, da. gets up he's getting closer and closer he's thinking mind you he looks familiar <laughs> he goes first of he goes if it weren't for the hair I think it was my daddy looks just like my dad. Then he gets up close, right? And the bloke goes, you Liam? And he goes, yeah, I am. And he goes, all right, I think I'm your client for the swimming lesson. And Liam looks closely at him and he doesn't say anything. And he realizes it's his dad in a week. (laughs) But his dad refuses... His dad's come all the way from Newcastle without telling him. Yeah. Dressed up in disguise like Kevin Keegan and booked a swimming lesson with his own son. He's not going to break character either. He didn't break character. He got into the pool. He took his top off, got in the pool, and for 10 minutes, they just undertook an actual straightforward swimming lesson (laughs) until Leon plucked up the courage to say to his dad... Dad, I know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Amazing, That's isn't it? Brilliant. Absolutely amazing. So I can't remember his dad's name, but I really am. Very, he's got a lot of stories like this about his dad. Yeah. His dad, apparently now, if you go anywhere, anywhere, like on holiday to any restaurant, anywhere you are, he will find a way. His dad's not a Geordie. They live in Newcastle. His dad's from Hull. He will find a way, right, of telling everyone in the restaurant, right, hey, hey, waiter, you got a minute, right? Listen to this. See this one here, right? See this one. He's he's my son, right? He's my oldest, right? He fucking, or he's the youngest. I can't remember. He goes, he's a swimming instructor, right? Listen to what I did to him. 
Listen to what I did to him when he first started university. You're not going to believe it, right? It's the funniest thing ever. I've driven all the way from Newcastle to Kent, right? I've got this wig, right? And I've put a swimming lesson. He tells the whole story to anyone who listens. And he brings other people from other tables in there. Hey, listen to this. See this one? You should listen. You're like this, right? To strangers. And he does it wherever he goes. He thinks it's the best prank of all time. The funniest thing that any human has ever achieved. And he'll tell everyone via mind. And fair play to him. I mean, it it might not be the funniest thing, but it's certainly there or thereabouts. That, that, the, the question I've got is about how the wig managed to stay on in the pool. Because I'd have thought that would have come yeah. straight off. It reminds me of, you know, in Goodfellas, when Maury, the, <laughs> the, the wig salesman, yeah. he jumps in the pool yeah. and the wig comes straight up and <laughs> yeah. floats off. Obviously. Would have been like that. Um, I also have a story about citizen's arrest. Go for it. Um... It's only a short one. My mum told me that her mate made a citizen's arrest up the high road. Right, yeah. And um, I was like, brilliant. How did this happen? She went, well, there was a woman in distress because she was going to pick up a kid from school. And she was so late that she jumped out of the car and forgot to switch the engine off, right, mm. and left the key in the ignition. And she was obviously panicked because she had, a, I think she had a small kid with her, like a preschool kid in, in her arms and was running to pick up the other kid from the school. And someone who my mum described, and I don't know if my mum actually saw him, but she was so excited about this as a spindly twat, <laughs> right? <laughs> came along, right? Saw what had happened, came along, went it through the window of the car and took the key out of the ignition, what? right? And then started dangling it around, saying to this woman who was in distress right about her kids, I've got your keys, I've got your keys, you're not getting them back because you're an environmental villa- like vandal oh, or something, God. right? He decided that it was disgusting that he left the motor running and the pollution. And he started hopping around. She was running, going, give me my keys, and reaching for them. And he was, like, laughing and dancing around, Fucking dangling, nuts. you know, like a bully does, right? So... um, so was he arrested for being a prick? No, so my mum's mates came along, right? Who <laughs> my mum one and I can't remember the one who actually did it, right? They've seen this woman crying, right? And they've gone, What's the matter, love? And she goes, Oh that man over there, he took my car keys and now I can't drive my kids away, I can't get in my car, and he's dancing and taunting me with the keys. And they went, Right. Which one is he, right? And she goes, I don't know, he ran away. Then all of a sudden, right, he's popped back up behind them and starts taunting my mum's friends Ooh. as well, going, I've still got your keys. I've still got... Well, with them, he'd bitten off more than he could chew, yeah. right? Because one of them, whose name I can't remember, but my mum said is hard as nails, yeah. right? She just took one look at him and fucking grabbed him round the neck in a headlock, grabbed the keys off him and went, right, you're having a fuck. You're under citizen's arrest, right? And pinned him to the car. Then they called the police. In the meantime, the bloke wriggled free yeah. because, as I said, he was a spindly, spindly twat. He wriggled free and ran off up the street before the police arrived. And Fucker. the police, when they heard the story, were so infuriated by it that they got my mum's friends and the woman and the kids in their car yeah. and just drove around looking, looking for, for the bloke. But they didn't find oh, him. He's but still anyway, at large. it's a citizen's arrest. A citizen, he's still at large. So watch out. If you are in, like, West London, Chiswick, Hammersmith area, don't leave your moat running. Or maybe do 
as a sort of a honey trap. Yeah. Because I'm sure all of us, having heard that story, would like to see this bloke get a right-hander. Yeah. He's going to do it again as well because he thinks he's got a wheel with it. Yeah, dickhead. All right. Um, I've got a tramp hand, mate. Like, basically, I've had this... I mentioned it on a previous podcast. Um, I've got, like... Is it psoriasis? Like oh, yeah. a terrible on the skin complaint yeah. on one knuckle. And it was there for so long and the skin was breaking and it was bleeding. It was painful. So I went and got some um, special uh, cream, right. steroid cream from the doctor. And that's it's been getting slowly better, but it's still really red and raw. And then in the same week as, it, as that happening, I burnt my hand. Um, so I've got a burn on right. one finger that's quite severe whilst cooking. And then I scraped my hand on a wall oh, when I was walking along. Threes, and that's scabbed up. And No, but then oh, I, I fell over on Friday. <laughs> I fell over in the street, right? And smacked my hand on concrete, and that scraped up it all. And then I said, "Fucking hell! Look at this hand." I said, "It's got like four different injuries, and they're all scabby." And and like so, my whole hand is just fucked and scabby and raw and red. And we were having preps. I said to the kids, "Look at that! It looks like a tramp hand." And the kids got really upset. I went, Ugh, "Stop showing it!" I thought Lem was going to cry. <laughs> I never felt so ashamed. My hand was so disgusting. It's got a bit better by now because I've been putting... What I did was I put the steroid cream on everything. But basically, yeah. it was Tramp Hand, which I thought would be a great name for the next James Bond movie. Wouldn't it? Yeah, because like, it was going to be Shatterhand, he, wasn't it? He could be the villain. Yeah, Tramp, Tramp Hand. Hand. He's got this trampy hand from like going in bins. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Falling over. Yeah. I was I was disappointed um, a few minutes ago because I really wanted to call this episode Spindly Twat, but you can't use swear words in podcast titles. No, call it, call it Tramp rules, Hand. But it's Tramp Hand now, so there we are. Um, that's yeah. all we've got time for, Sam, because I want to go and watch Qatar versus Argentina later on. And I want to get I this episode you, back before. And Argentina could get knocked out of this tournament by Qatar. That's ridiculous, that, they're isn't it? I mean, I didn't even know Qatar had a team until this tournament. Well, yeah, they're only in, they've only been invited as guests. But apparently... Yeah, because they've got the silly World the, Cup. The Qatari FA have been uh, hothousing their players... Because they don't want to be embarrassed in 2022, so they're they're becoming a bit spending decent. loads of money. So they could. There's a good film in that, isn't there? Yeah. They must have gone and like hired probably Terry Mack. Shake out, shake. <laughs> yeah. Right, just as an Hello, I am an Arab football manager extraordinaire. <laughs> I will go, but it's like they've had to create, incubate world class footballers, but in a in a what would you call laboratory. it a, a vortex a vortex or a laboratory <laughs> yeah. yeah and we will find out whether or not it's been successful find it later on. just quickly before we go andy what happens at the qatar world cup in it, they're playing it in winter does that mean all of the leagues have to yeah. take a break in everything winter? stops everything I stops for a month i don't know if they've worked out how they're going to do it but the tournament's going to take a month there's going to have to be a build up of you would think at least mm. a month before it begins, or two, three weeks, and then you've got sort of recuperation period after that. Premier League's mm. going to have to go from fucking July to July or something. It's going to be mad. It's fucking stupid. It's stupid, mate. Um, right. Get in touch on all the normal avenues. Remember, there are still tickets available for our live shows, and there's some new merch available, <laughs> including our Dis and That Beach Towel, yeah. which I think is fucking fantastic. You can see a lovely picture of someone holding it on a beach, and it's a great thing to take on your holidays so all the cunters know that you're, you're, you know, you're all one we're, of us. And you might meet people. We're working hard on, so, a, on a surfboard as well. Yeah, so there's too. loads of stuff there to get. And what was the other thing I was going to say? Buy stuff. 
and oh yeah just give us if money you, you'll hate this right this is a personal pledge from me Sam Delaney yeah. to the Cunters I want you wearing um, not you Andy but Them. the Cunter community if you send us pictures which we will put on Instagram of yourselves on your holidays now now it's holiday season wearing some um, Top Flight Time Machine merchandise at the end of the summer which I will say is like once the kids are back at yeah. school Right, I will send a Top Flight Time Machine sticker of your choice as a prize to the Cunter who sends us the picture of themselves in the most impressive holiday location wearing Top Flight Time Machine well, merch. We are a sticker. How generous is that? That is, that is a sticker from me, from the estate of Sam <laughs> B. Delaney, right? Yeah. And and if you get and who knows, you might get pictures of yourself with your favourite dis and dats. Yeah. We've got a mailbag show tomorrow, and there will be lots of dis and dat stories. Tuesday. But we want dis and dat pictures. This too. is going out Sunday. It's going to be Tuesday. Oh, okay. But Tuesday. Yeah, we've had yeah. lots of dis and dats in, and we haven't even read them all yet. But yeah, that'll be that'll be coming up on Tuesday. Right. I'm going to watch the football now. See you later, everyone. Bye bye. Bye bye. infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing so we made byheart a better formula for formula learn more at byheart.com